1: Are now listening to the Football Five, only on the W two M Network.
2: All right, welcome to the Football Five, everybody. Alongside Eric Watkins, still go- not Dylan. Dylan is not with us anymore. Eric Watkins, Josh lawyer Rachel Kriger, and tonight, and joining us for the rest of the playoffs will be Jordan Palacio from AFL Fan Zone and inside the Arena Podcast. This week in the AFL, I'm steven R. So, as we do every week here on the Football Five, let's go over to final scores from the week that was. Wildcard weekend: The Texans beat the Raiders twenty-seven fourteen. The Seahawks beat the Lions twenty-six six. The Stellars beat the Dolphins thirty to twelve. And the G and the not the G The Packers beat the G man thirty-eight to thirteen. So with that, we have our four semifinal, not quarterfinal games. The NFL divisional round games. And we start tonight with the Falcons and the Seahawks. I like this game. This is a very interesting game, but at the same time, it's kind of like the Seahawks and Lions. It can go either way. It could be a great game, or depending on how one of the quarterbacks plays, it could be a very bad game.
3: Uh, Personally, this, if anything, last weekend, we just got through a weekend of one. Arguably potentially terrible game that finished half-decent, well, amongst three of them, and potentially one good one. Now we've got the opposite. This could be one of the best of the three good ones because lest we forget what happened when these two teams last met in the playoffs. Another dubious coaching decision, game-winning field goal. There's going to be a lot of revenge, chips on shoulders, et cetera, et cetera. So it's going a bit beyond quarterback play for these storylines.
4: I think the thing I want to look at is looking into the future sense of it. And I'm sorry, Stephen, I've mentioned multiple times how much I hate the Cowboys. And I want nothing more than to see the Cowboys not go to the Super Bowl. And I think if you're looking at it, I think the team that could give the the, the Cowboys a run for their money could possibly be the Seahawks. So, say, if Green Bay doesn't beat... The Cowboys, then, it'd be the Cowboys versus the winner of the Seahawks and Falcons game. I can see the Seahawks beating the Falcons, and I can see them beating the Cowboys again. I say that because Russell Wilson and his wide receiver group. I don't have much trust in their running back because I haven't seen much of their running back. Pittsburgh Steelers fan, my team's still in the playoffs. That's what I'm focusing on. But I have seen Russell Wilson, and I, I think he can hand a, another loss to the Falcons.
5: I, I like the Falcons in this game for one reason and one reason only. This isn't the Legion of Boom. And yes, we got to see them manhandle the Lions, but we also got to remember Matthew Stafford's been playing with a broken finger on his throwing hand. And his numbers have been terrible since that happened. And the Lions whimpered into the playoffs, one and five. The only reason they won is because we saw an absolute joke job by the Washington red faces, redskin. You, you know what? The Washington team with the problematic name, aim collapse in week seventeen. But I, I mean, we've got to give it up to Matt Ryan. He is probably the MVP this season, best quarterback in the league throughout the entire season, obviously Tom Brady's been the best quarterback minus the four weeks he missed. But, yeah, I mean, we I don't know how this defense holds up without Earl Thomas, who we've seen is the heart and soul of them. So I've got to go with the home team, the Atlanta Falcons, and, hey, we might get one magical moment in the Georgia Dome before it closes.
6: When you look at this game, for me, Rachel brought up the Seattle running game. My man Thomas Rawls last week against Detroit ran for 160 yards. So I think Seattle's got that mojo back in the backfield. They got that beast mode-like running back in Thomas Rawls. And Russell Wilson, I think, is a much, much better quarterback when he has a running game to feed off of. You look at when he had Marshawn Lynch just a season two ago, right? Super Bowl after Super Bowl, maybe should have ran the ball in one of the Super Bowls, but that's beside the point. Uh, I think for Seattle, if they can get this run game going, which I don't think that they'll have much trouble doing, I think that they'll have the offensive firepower uh, to to take to, to take on this Atlanta defense. Wait, and wait, wait, so yeah, you're
5: telling me that you would take them winning the shootout against Atlanta and Matt Ryan in the dome with Julio Jones healthy? Because I don't think they're going to be able to score thirty points, and we've seen that consistently week in and week out. When you've got him in a dome, those are the numbers that Matt Ryan is going to put up.
6: And a shootout, that's a little bit that's a little bit murkier of Waters. But I think if Seattle can play the defense that they've been playing all season long, and you know Earl Thomas is it, out so the
5: thing is it hasn't been all season long. They have they've come together as the season has wound down. But even now, at their best, they don't compare to the teams, the defense they had two, three years ago.
2: Yeah, that, that's that. Josh makes a good point. Jordan makes a good point too. So is Rachel with the running game, but I'm looking at the other running game. Now I'm feeling that the, the Falcons, they, they, I mean the Seahawks, they can stop Julio Jones. You put, you put Richard Sherman on Julio Jones, or maybe double cover him. They, they can stop him. But what you cannot stop, it's a, what I think is the third best running back in the league behind Le'Veon Bell and Zeke Elliott. My man, Devontae Freeman. I don't know if they're going to be able to stop him.
5: That's bold calling him the third-best running back. I'll say he's the third-best running back in play right now, but I wouldn't call him the third-best running back in the league. Great running back, though.
3: Not to mention, they've got something of a two-headed monster between him and Tevin Coleman, which I was a little bit pissed about because that had some fantasy implications for me drawing the close to the regular season, but that's a rant for another day.
2: And another thing that, that concerns me with the Seahawks, I have the Falcons winning. And again, it can go either way, like seahawks lines It could be a close game, it could be a blowout. But you guys realize Vic Beasley leads the league in sacks. And that, that Seahawks offensive line is probably the worst in the league right now, playing. Oh. And the, the last, of the last 18, Seattle probably is the worst offensive line. So he's going to be running after Wilson all day long.
5: Yeah, that offensive line has been an ish, an area of concerns. We saw that earlier in the season with Russell Wilson getting all beat up. Now that he's finally healthy, they are going to probably run a lot of extra lineman sets. I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of five lineman, five or six six linemen, two tight end sets, kind of like what the Steelers have been doing recently. I also wouldn't be surprised if we see Rawls carrying it twenty five times.
3: I mean, if anything, not just with really more jumbo packages, this is where that read option trying to get Russell Wilson out of the pocket is really going to come into play because we can all agree Vic Beasley's a beast, but if Russell Wilson can buy that extra second or two just even scrambling, not even actually with design run plays or things like that, it could be problematic, and that could... Possibly wear Beasley down as we get into the second half.
2: Yeah, and um, if if Wilson can get the passing game going, I think that's what makes it a close game. But again, that CL defense, like Josh said, it's not the lob anymore; it's like the the ob, like the the L is gone. And I feel like that that one. And Re- Eric brings another point. Tevin Coleman stood out at Indiana. Loved him. And now the Falcons have a dual running back. Dual running back. Yeah, you know. The Seahawks defense is going to have a tough
3: time stopping both of them. Exactly why it's more prone to being a shootout than people think. And if that's the case, I would give the Atlanta the edge because that's really their style. But don't be surprised if Seattle can really hang 24 27 maybe even 30 on them now, there's I- no way
5: they're getting to 30 because they don't have the receiving core we saw receivers come out of nowhere for them last week but that also was against the lions defense which i mean as bad as the run defense for the falcons has been at times this season the the lions have have have, have to got the lions have to have had One of the worst defenses we've seen in the NFL playoffs in the last five years.
3: Yes, but have you checked the Falcons' scoring defense? Yes, they score a lot of points, but they tend to give up a lot of points as well.
5: But you're really telling me that you think that it's going to be that explosive enough for them to get to 30? How many times have they hit 30 this season? I'll look it up real quick because I mean um, I, don't,
2: I don't think they're going to hit 30 but you you sound like you're discrediting Doug Baldwin and Jimmy Graham. I'm not you can't discredit them. Doug
5: Baldwin, it's just like where are those 30 points going to come from? We know the formula for the Seattle Seahawks. They win the game by dominating the ball, winning with their defense, and making smart plays on third and long and not giving up stupid penalties. That's their formula. They've got the talent to do it. I mean they've got if they get Jimmy Graham going, they definitely can. Okay, I've got their schedule up right now, and they scored thirty over thirty points three times this season. Once against the Packers on December eleventh, and that's when the Packers were playing like heart garbage. Once against the 49ers in week three, and that shouldn't count. And, of course, that game in Buffalo against the Bills. And, I mean, we all saw what Rex Ryan and his brother Rob did to that defense. That's why they're unemployed.
3: But I rest my case. I'm not saying that it's going to be easy for Seattle to get 30. Would you bet on Seattle
5: getting 30, though? Because they're going to need to score Mm 30-plus points to win. Would you put... $50 fifty
3: dollars on that. No way. Similar conditions as I expressed da, 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 in our last da, da. Da, da. Answer episode. Answer the yes.
5: yes. Hold on, so
3: how much money is Josh gonna
1: put if the if uh Seattle doesn't need to score to thirty points. That's all I'm gonna say.
5: I do not bet with my student
1: loan money. That's just dumb. <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> just
6: making a point. Hold on.
1: Hold on hold on hold on this is the playoffs here. This is the playoffs Seattle is going – this is – putting up 30 points is not the easiest thing to do unless you're playing a Giants defense that's tired in the fourth quarter. (laughs) Seattle is, you know, they're not – they have no Earl Thomas, but they're not totally out to pasture yet. And let's not forget, Russell Wilson has way more playoff experience than Matt Ryan does. If you're asking me to pick a quarterback right now, Russell Wilson's been there. He's won Super Bowls. That dude gets out of trouble and knows how to navigate having a terrible offensive line. I'm just saying. But he
5: doesn't win shootouts. He's not going to win shootouts for you. That's never going to be his. But how do you know this
1: game is going to be a shootout?
5: Because in the Dome, that's what the Falcons do. They put up points. They got perfect conditions and they got the perfect offense for that. And also, they don't really care about defense.
3: Which leads to believe that it will be, even despite what Seattle's really lacking compared to some of the other offenses that Atlanta's face, faced, it could still easily be a shootout. Sorry, I will repeat myself. Similar no, conditions last week.
5: It won't be a shootout, but do you think they can hit 30 points? Because that's the baseline they need to hit to win.
3: Yes. Yes, I do. All
5: right.
2: So, final predictions for this game, then. Who, who who, do you guys have going to the NFC title game between these two?
5: I got the of Falcons. I've been wanting to call them Hotlanta because I haven't said that since Vic was there. But I figure this is about as, as good of a time as ever because I don't think they're going to be getting to another NFC championship game soon.
4: I'm going to go with Seattle.
5: I'm going with Seattle, too.
4: Hawks won
3: in the Dome in the playoffs before they're doing it again.
6: I was a bit surprised that uh, Josh picked Atlanta after all the uh, ranting and raving that he was doing earlier. No, I I got Seattle winning this game, too.
2: Oh, hold on, Eric. When did the Seahawks win in Atlanta Georgia Dome?
3: Yes, didn't they meet in the playoffs, in the run, to, I believe, Seattle's first of their back-to-back Super Bowls? Didn't they yeah. play? Well, the, Falcons the Falcons beat the Falcons
2: beat the Seahawks that year. Falcons beat the Seahawks, mm. 31-28. That was a great game, though. Came back from the like 20 down. All right, so that's enough of that. Falcons-Seahawks, I believe, is the first game of the weekend. About I don't know what time it was on, but anyway, it's going to be a good one. I can say that. We'll get to the probably the worst game of the divisional round up next.
7: It's game time, boys, and we know football. Football the Max is the podcast for you if you want in-depth analysis over the NFL and college football. We preview all the action coming your way over the weekend. And we break down all the big action after it's happened. Plus, we tackle all the big news topics and discuss everything when it comes to the gridiron. So come check out Football to the Max every Tuesday morning and Friday morning on the W2M Network.
0: Would Flex Seal be a better option at your flex position? Do you
8: need a sham wow to clean up the mess you make after your quarterback throws another interception?
0: Then we have the solution for you. I'm Randy Isbell. And I'm Mike Mitchell, and we're here to clean up your fantasy mess with more power than OxyClean. Check
8: out the Fantasy Football to the Max podcast every Monday and Thursday at W2Mnet.com.
9: Are you an arena football fan looking for the latest news involved in your team? Inside the Arena has you covered. Check us out for the latest news around both the Arena Football League and the Chinese Arena Football League. Read all of our stellar articles at InsideTheArena.org. Also, follow us on Twitter at Arena And like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash InsideTheArena.
4: If you're in the Pittsburgh area, look up McCrigger Photography on Facebook. That's M-C-K-R-I-G-E-R Photography. We specialize in senior pictures, portraits, wedding photos, engagement photos, and family photos. Contact us for rates and dates.
2: All right, welcome back to Football 5. Josh, Laura, Eric Watkins, Rachel McCrigger, Jordan Palacio joining us this, for the rest of the time here. Stevener. We were talking about this over the break. This is, a, this is the ugly game, and I believe one of you guys was very mad that the Patriots and Texans is a Saturday night game.
1: Yeah, that was me, because I'd rather watch the other game on Saturday night. And be able to do something during the day. That's just me.
2: No, I agree with you. I look I look back at the, what, what was that, week Week four? No, week three meeting between the Patriots and Texans on Thursday night.
5: With Jac- Jacoby Brissett.
2: Jacoby Brissett beat J.J. Watt, Vince Wilfork, and Jadavion Clowney.
5: Well, 27 well, to nothing. Let, let's be right. Real. Okay. He, Jacoby Brissett, made them his, uh. He he steps on them. Okay, they got the steps steps on treatment
3: there. That's it. That game is exactly why of all the Patriots moves, they made sure to bring him back and have him going off of IR for early return this season. Now, granted, you could read a whole bunch into that. Wait, wait but who? 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 Persett. Who? Jacoby Yeah, he's on IR. He was, yeah. but they, would, yeah, they he, designated he had, him for early return, he, and they brought him back.
2: <laughs> he had thumb surgery, and they thought he'd be gone for the season, but he's back. Okay. But anyway, I think, I think about, about that Week 3 game with Jacoby Percet beat those three defensive stars, 30, 27 nothing. Now, it's Tom Brady, and there's no J.J. Watts. So, could this game possibly be uglier than Week 3?
5: Okay, now, humor me on my delusional rant, because right now on my uh, notes for keys for the Texans to win, I uh, these are my two points. Play the perfect game on both sides and hope Tom Brady catches the stomach virus and can't play. But, (laughs) hear me out. What if Jadavian Clowney has the ultimate game? I mean, we already have seen him start to look like that J.J., maybe not J.J. Watt level, but just a tier below J.J. Watt on defense this season, especially the last couple of weeks. He was an absolute monster against a demoralized Raiders team. What if the defense just plays the game of their lives, is able to limit Brady to one of his ugly games? Because we do see them occasionally from Tom Brady, just an absolute stinker. Man, I mean... I know it's a fever dream, but, but somebody we have to have dreams, okay? My brother got got the guy from Uniwatch to get back at him, so dreams can't happen.
3: I mean, as much as I would love to see Tom Brady in his ugly face, in his wannabe okay. of boot modeling SOB crap the bed and go down in. Horrifically flaming passion in the playoffs. Even if all of that happens, do you really trust Brock Osweiler? I'm not trusting Brock Osweiler. Their defense is
5: going to be while they win. Brock Osweiler is going to play like he did on Saturday. Do the bare minimum, nothing more, nothing less, and just make a throw or two in the game.
3: How many times have you seen the bare minimum beat the Patriots?
5: Again, I'm talking about in a fever dream where they win.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm extra glad <laughs> Because this <laughs> the, is like that scene the biggest... in The Simpsons Yo,
5: where... <laughs> you realize this game has the biggest spread of a playoff game in Vegas history. 16 points. That's Damn, more what than...
2: Is it 16? 20. I thought it was 18.
5: I mean, it was 16 as of yesterday. I can check right now what it is. That's even worse, 18.
3: Oof. Yeah, I
2: think I heard Did today you, was I, an 18-point spread.
3: That would have been even more generous. Had they put up a 20-burger, I'm like, yeah, I'll drop a few coin on that.
1: Right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so Josh's uh, point
2: key to victory for the Texans, funny. But now now brings me to this question for the rest of you. Anybody else really have any other keys to victory for Houston besides Tom Brady getting a stomach virus?
1: Sack Tom Brady.
4: Yeah, that's basically it. Like, I mean, hey, if you wanna, if you wanna take his legs out, I mean, I wouldn't be mad about that. Hey, but, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey right? neither would <laughs> I. I comes neither would Seward, I. No one <laughs> <Seward>. dumb Hey, No one <laughs> can and
5: him. We're above that.
3: No, 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 no. don't be above Donald Kong. No, no, not now, not with Brady. Brady gets an exemption. If you're gonna be like that and have a rule named after you, I'm sorry, you're fair game.
5: Well, it should really be the Carson Palmer rule.
3: No, it was the Brady rule because Brady got taken out, he got his poor widow Wag woken. In missed a season, well, no, and then no, look no, at what happened with I, I Matt mean, Castle. I mean, as
5: in the first changes to that rule was after Timo Van O'Hoffen took out Carson Palmer in that game.
3: It got yeah, modified but if my, Right, but, but again, who was the bigger star? Palmer, Brady. Sorry, you're the bigger right. star. You get the rule named after you.
5: And <laughs> for the record, right now, it is a 15-point spread.
2: Oh, so it went down. Who the
5: hell is betting money that on some, Houston? That just means somebody put... <laughs> a lot of money on Houston covering the spread. Not winning, covering.
3: Yeah, still. Who? That way I can properly really smack them.
5: <laughs> um, if they're throwing enough money for the line to move, it's some guys you don't want to smack unless you want to end up sleeping with <laughs> the
6: face.
8: <fizz.
6: laughs> Alright, I, yeah, I, I got a
8: question.
6: Do we think... Tom Brady plays the entire 60 minutes by the end of this game.
5: I do not. No. No.
6: No, not really. Uh,
5: on the Bill Simmons podcast yesterday, they were talking about a possible prop bet of when uh, Garoppolo gets in. And they were saying within six minutes of the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, there's Garoppolo no reason minutes.
3: For Ah, If anything,
5: I would say Tom Brady to stay in and take the extra hits. I've got some comments about uh, Ben Roethlisberger and his walking boot, but I'll save that for a later segment.
2: Yeah, we'll get to the Steve Shields up next, but before that, before we get to that, I just want to ask: Does anybody think this will be another shutout between these two teams?
5: I don't think it's going to be a shutout.
4: Yeah, because I don't think so
5: either. The Texans have to have some type of pride, especially after they got shut out at home last year and got gifted a win by Connor Cook. I mean, they've they've got to at least score three. I mean, especially for Bill O'Brien, because he's going back to the get place where he built the the credibility that got him his first head coaching job at Penn State. You can't show no show again like that.
3: By some sort of fluke, miracle drive, they eke it out late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that it's going to be 50, 52, maybe even 55 minutes of shutout football, but not 60. No, I'm, 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 go ahead, go ahead I'm, Jordan. I'll say, I'll say I'll say a
6: three-spot probably at the most for them. I see them getting a field goal, and that's probably about it. I don't think they find the end zone for the entire
2: game.
5: It's a field goal early off of a bad Brady pick in the second quarter, I think.
2: Well, there you have it. Everybody has this game being a blowout, so we will see Saturday night at 8 on CBS. Winner of that game goes to the AFC title game. So we'll let Josh talk about Big Ben, the boot. We'll talk about the Chiefs of Steelers up next.
4: If you're in the Pittsburgh area, look up McCrigger Photography on Facebook. That's M-C-K-R-I-G-E-R Photography. We specialize in senior pictures, portraits, wedding photos, engagement photos, and family photos. Contact us for rates and dates.
9: Are you an arena football fan looking for the latest news involving your team inside the arena has you covered check us out for the latest news around both the arena football league and the chinese arena football league read all of our stellar articles at inside the arena.org also follow us on twitter at inside underscore arena and like us on
7: facebook at facebook.com slash inside the it's game time boys and we know football football the max is the podcast for you if you want in-depth analysis over the nfl and college football We preview all the action coming your way over the weekend. And we break down all the big action after it's happened. Plus, we tackle all the big news topics and discuss everything when it comes to the gridiron. So come check out Football to the Max every Tuesday morning and Friday morning on the
0: W2M Network. Would Flex Seal be a better option at your flex position?
8: Do you need a sham wow to clean up the mess you make after your quarterback throws another interception?
0: Then we have the solution for you. I'm Randy Isbell. And I'm Mike Mitchell. And we're here to clean up your fantasy mess with more power than OxyClean.
8: Check out the Fantasy Football to the Max podcast every Monday and Thursday at W2Mnet.com. All
2: right, welcome back. So let's talk Stellars and Chiefs here. Since Josh bought
5: the. Real quick, I just want to make one thing, one point about the Miami game. If the NFL is actually as serious as they are about preventing head injury, somebody is getting fired for Matt Moore getting into that game after missing only one play. He said he was looking for his teeth on the ground.
3: Yeah, that, I mean... No, I thought concussion protocol was better than that. Because wow, <clears throat> wow,
1: damn.
2: Yeah, but to pretty sure laid him out, and now on that play. But anyway, let's get to the Steelers and the Chiefs. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a good game. But the uh, the one question I have, and pretty much, can Kansas City even stop the big three Bs in Pittsburgh?
5: I think Eric Berry, if anybody in the NFL is equipped to neutralize Antonio Brown, that's who it is. I mean, we've seen him turn games aside. He's got the athleticism of a corner, a shutdown corner from the 90s, and he's playing safety. It's a dangerous this thing that he's got going for him. So, hey, I don't know. But with the injuries they've got on the front line, I don't know if they're going to really be able to slow down Bell. And if the Steelers follow the same game plan that they did last week, I mean, hey, they might just only need Bell because he was the workhorse last week.
3: I don't think they're... Bell is extremely capable... But I don't think that the Steelers can just rely on him to get through this week. But with Ben's condition, especially the infamous him getting up from the chair of the press conference in his walking boot, Uh, I think that... uh, Here's the thing about Ben.
5: Ben is made out of steel. Okay, Ben Roethlisberger has had so many career-ending injuries that would have made lesser men quit the sport. But Ben...
3: He's another version of Steve McNair. (laughs) No, no,
5: no, no. Steve McNair... He's Steve McNair crossed with Wolverine. Let's be
3: realistic here. Fair enough. But don't you think, and this is my point, even with that, even with Ben and his jeans and all this and that, don't you think that the Chiefs are going to be smelling blood and they're going to just pounce on that? They've got
5: a couple of guys on that
3: front line who are out. It's not the same defense
5: that we've seen all season when it comes to pressuring. I can't remember exactly who. I know Houston is a little banged up, but he's supposed to play. Uh, Can anybody else remember? Because I know at least one other defensive lineman is going to be out for this game, and that's going to be huge for them, especially when you're talking about an offensive line that's got two guys headed to the Pro Bowl.
2: I can't name anybody that would be out for Kansas City, no.
5: All right, give me a second. I will look that up.
2: Another point that I had here was lack of defense in this game. You know, Josh talks all the time about how the Steelers this defense has no pass rush or anything.
5: Actually, and... I was wrong about the pass rush. Over the last seven weeks, they lead the NFL in sacks.
2: <laughs> so you Close. think that... You... Close. Yeah. Do you think the uh, Steelers' defense can get to Alex Smith on Sunday?
5: Yes. It's not about getting to Alex Smith. It's about containing Tyreek Hill.
4: Here's the thing, though, about the Steelers' defense. Normally, when you think of who like stops the run and such, you think defensive line. It's It's been the linebackers, like James Harrison, Lawrence Timmons, Ryan Shazier... Bud Dupree, they're the ones doing the majority of the work and getting the majority of the tackles. I'm not knocking on Stefan Tuitt and Javon Hargrave. They're both very good defensive linemen. And um, Dan McCullers. But it's if you look well, at the Steelers' defense, it's basically been the linebackers that have been doing the majority of the work.
5: Well, yeah, but Rachel, that's the whole point of the 3-4. You've got your...
4: Yeah, I know. I'm not saying that's a bad
5: thing. They are doing their job. They are really eating up those blocks, freeing up those linebackers to make all those plays. So, yeah, the defense is working just as it should.
4: Oh, yeah, I'm not knocking on air or anything. Trust me, I love seeing James Harrison defy age and absolutely smack the crap out of quarterbacks.
3: For a man who spends as much money as he does on acupuncture and two different kinds of masseuses, it's paying off in spades. But honestly, and I remember that we were talking about the issue about the Steelers tackling going into last week's game. Well, we see that pretty much isn't going to be a problem. And I don't know necessarily if you can... Stop Tyreek Hill, but if you can slow him down, that would be the key to focus on because while getting to Alex Smith would be a bonus, look at how fast that he gets the ball out of his hand. A lot of times he doesn't even need two seconds if he does just barely over. So, what the Steelers have to do defensively tackle and play something more of a press, don't let anybody get behind that second level. No, they do you that.
5: That case, you can't do a press, you got to back up and give him space to operate. Because, as fast as the Steelers' linebackers are and the defenses, Tyreek Hill is the type of guy who can eat them alive, and they know that. So, they're going to potentially, be yes, all the space that he wants to operate in front of them.
3: But if they can do that, then they won't have to worry about getting to Alex Smith as much, and the job will be done.
2: Yeah, that's, that, that's pretty much the one thing I, that I see is if they can stop Tyreek Hill, Steelers are looking at a W in Kansas City.
5: And also Travis Kelsey. Don't forget about him. The guy that's with right. the most that's ridiculous right. dating show ever.
2: <laughs> I forgot all about Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, they can stop them, which I, play, I believe the Steelers can do it.
5: Uh, Don't forget Spencer Ware, he's a little banged up, but he's listed as questionable, which means he's going to play because it's a playoff game.
3: Just whatever you do, don't let Dontari Poe throw a touchdown pass on you.
5: I doubt that will happen. (laughs) Also, another thing we've got to remember, Andy Reid has his screwed up clock management, and we're due for one of those this season.
3: Don't jinx it. Let the, no, no, no. We don't talk about things like that. Not in my room. Talk, not this you
5: season. You don't want me to talk about it. I want you to talk about it all day. And day.
2: Well, I mean, he, he did do it in against Tennessee. They were going for the field goal, and he called timeout, and they missed the field goal. And then he went to make the field goal, and the, top, the Chiefs wound up losing that game.
5: I mean, that, that, that just happens to coaches all the time. That's not a clock management thing, that's just unlucky bad look
3: Eh, six of one half dozen of the other
6: when uh when i look at this game i see two things uh number one history is not on kansas City's side at all you look at the last eight times they made the playoffs dating all the way back to 1994 seven out of those eight times they made the playoffs they were one and done so that in of itself, history not on Kansas City side, and then we talked about Le'Veon Bell earlier, and I think I think he's a difference in this game. Uh, you look at Kansas City's rush defense, 26th in the entire league, giving up about 120 yards a game. And when you look at the last time these two teams played, uh, Le'Veon Bell 140 yards, might have scored a touchdown in there as well. And Bell coming off one of the best games in his career last week with something like 170 yards, two touchdowns. Set a
5: Steelers. Postseason rushing record.
6: There you go. Thank you very much. So yeah, when I look at that, I don't I don't think that the Steelers. I think the Steelers will have a pretty good shot here. I mean, I'd be more than comfortable picking the Steelers.
5: Yeah, I mean this is of all the teams left in the playoffs, this is the worst matchup for the Chiefs because of the speed on offense.
3: Hmm. There's going to be, not just speed on offense, but I see really a lot of individual matchups. And if you were going to look for a game that was going to be the ultimate chess match, this is going to be the one.
5: Again, I go back, Andy Reid. Are are, are you really trusting the Kool-Aid man?
3: Yes, as a matter of fact, I am. Yet again, this is why I say, I know people have called me crazy. I know people on this show have called me crazy. But after this many weeks, I'm not going to change my mind now. So you're trusting the
5: Kool-Aid Man versus Mike Tomlin in a game of wits? Just think about that for a second. I'm not going to say anything. Just think about that yourself.
3: I am thinking about it. The Kool-Aid
2: Man or the cheerleader?
4: Hmm. Hey, he's not a damn cheerleader.
2: (laughs) I'm uh, sorry, I had, on, to. I had to. He was, hey, he was a
4: slot <laughs> receiver in college. You
5: can't call that
2: a uh, I had to. Damn Terry Bradshaw. Like,
5: Terry Bradshaw, we love him, but he's the kooky uncle.
2: Man, At the end of the day, I really don't think this Kansas City defense will be able to stop Bell or Brown, either or, maybe both. And the Steelers are walking away with the win. They're going to New England.
4: I'm obviously taking the Steelers. Hey,
5: uh, well, I gotta start saving up my money because me and my roommate said we were going to try and road trip up to New England for the AFC Championship game.
3: I have a feeling I'm going to be uh, nice and pleasant out on this island, so I'm gonna enjoy this while I can. So, Eric, are you going with the Chiefs? Yeah. I, I stuck <laughs> with them. They were my pick. They're keep, they're staying my pick.
1: <laughs> I'll join you on that island too because that, that was also my pick.
8: Yes.
6: <laughs> as uh, as much as it pains me to stay be, to say, because I'm an Arizona Cardinal fan who has not gotten over the Super Bowl 43 loss to Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
5: uh, no, I gotta go with any... Pittsburgh too. If it makes yeah. you feel any better, I woke up at 3 in the morning the next year to watch Aaron Rodgers demolish the Steelers' second.
2: <laughs> that was two years later, Josh. Uh,
5: yeah, I'm, I'm 24, okay? These years are starting to blend together
2: now. <laughs> That's yeah. why I'm here. All right, we're we're to Yeah, the wait show. until you're 30. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we'll wrap the show with the best game of the division round up next.
9: Are you an arena football fan looking for the latest news involving your team? Inside the Arena has you covered. Check us out for the latest news around both the Arena Football League and the Chinese Arena Football League. Read all of our stellar articles at InsideTheArena.org. Also, follow us on Twitter at Inside underscore Arena. And like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash
8: InsideTheArena.
0: Would Flex Seal be a better option at your flex position?
8: Do you need a sham wow to clean up the mess you make after your quarterback throws another interception?
0: Then we have the solution for you. I'm Randy Isbell. And I'm Mike Mitchell. And we're here to clean up your fantasy mess with more power than OxyClean.
8: Check out the Fantasy Football to the Max podcast every Monday and Thursday at W2Mnet.com.
4: If you're in the Pittsburgh area, look up McCrigger Photography on Facebook. That's M-C-K-R-I-G-E-R Photography. We specialize in senior pictures, portraits, wedding photos, engagement photos, and family photos. Contact us for rates and dates.
7: It's game time, boys, and we know football. Football the Max is the podcast for you if you want in-depth analysis over the NFL and college football. We preview all the action coming your way over the weekend. And we break down all the big action after it's happened. Plus, we tackle all the big news topics and discuss everything when it comes to the gridiron. So come check out Football to the Max every Tuesday morning and Friday morning on the W2M Network.
2: We've come to the end of the show and to the best game of the original round weekend. The Dallas Cowboys against the Green Bay Packers. Interesting stat before we start talking about this game. These teams have met eight times since the Super- in the Super Bowl era in the playoffs. Seven times the home team won. I'm just putting that out there. The only time the home team lost was the Packers won in Dallas in 1966.
5: Now, now you're going to remind all our fine listeners that uh, you do have a race, a horse in this race, when you give us that information?
2: A horse in this race?
5: You're a you're
2: Oh, okay. Well, I mean, have we not heard that saying before?
5: <laughs> I, I <laughs> well, have I
3: well, in, in, in fairness, in fairness, the only reason why the Cowboys lost that 66 game was Dandy Don Meredith threw the clinching interception in the end zone. Otherwise, no, no, it would no, have been Dallas going to Super Bowl
5: 1. Starbuck board. as their starting quarterback. What? That's,
2: that's – No. We're not going there. For our but anyway, um, key to victory for Dallas defense. Simple as that. We don't know if no, no, would it's, it's, right? it's, it's no, not no, no, no.
5: defense. It's just don't let Aaron Rodgers do Aaron Rodgers magic. Okay, if exactly.
3: Which okay? exactly. means okay?
5: exactly.
1: defense. <laughs> defense. Exactly. That is defense. Tell <laughs> me, Rodgers? So, I mean, what so is so like, so like uh, Dak Prescott going to get on the field and start stuffing him?
5: You need to get the minister, get the voodoo doctor, get every African oh witch doctor you can.
2: Oh my god! everybody. One thing. The one thing I'm saying is everybody's worried about oh, Jordan Nelson. If he plays, oh my god! That, Randall Cop scored three touchdowns last week against the Giants' defense. Yeah, that is what I'm
5: worried about. about. Forget the injuries. Don't just you need man, more than one heal overnight receiver. Though you're not going to win with Jordy Nelson as the one receiver you've got.
3: I mean, Randall I called has I mean, Minnesota about season. that in the first half. Uh.
2: <laughs> That's what I'm but saying. We, we also have...
3: had a team that quit
5: because they decided that they were going to raw- warm up without shirts. And also, real quick, oh and this is all I'm going to say about it, it is so stupid that them going on a boat is a story. They definitely took private jets back. They definitely aren't traveling like us normal broke people. <laughs> I'm just sick of it being a story because I've literally heard about it nonstop for the last two days.
1: Anytime somebody goes on a break before a game, it's a story, and it especially when they lose, it,
5: it it's an unnecessary story. He okay? What? Uh, I, I heard this take. What if it was a Dolphins player who was on that boat?
3: Uh,
5: exactly. Yeah, it, it, look,
1: it they didn't obvious, have to go it,
5: anywhere.
3: And honestly, if I had if I had that capability, there.
5: it's not like they're flying commercial.
3: And honestly, and if I had that capability, and if I looked that good shirtless, and if I could go on a boat looking like that and smoking, I would too. It to me, well, this is was a no big deal. Because
5: they're NFL players, and they cannot do drugs during the season.
3: I, I'm and just saying, was, look, they, they, that, they
5: cannot do drugs during the season. And that's
3: my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Sounds like a robot. Right, right, right. <laughs> but
2: but uh, at the end of the day, this Packers defense is not going to stop Ezekiel Elliott. I don't I don't even, don't even pay. I'm attention to Dak Prescott. They're not going to stop Ezekiel Elliott, and that is why. And if we can stop Jordan Nelson if he plays, and we can stop Randall Cobb, and stop Aaron Rodgers, and maybe force an interception on people him. To
1: stop, man. I'm just pointing that out. That's that's Uh, yes,
2: it is. is. But it's It's doable as well.
1: It's
5: all about this. You've got to stay at least a touchdown ahead. You can't let the game become close because once that happens, Aaron Rodgers starts doing weird things like that hail mary. And it just takes one Aaron Rodgers magic play to swing the momentum and completely change the game. I mean, I thought that until that hail mary happened at the end of the first half it looked like the Giants were going to be in complete control of that game and they would be headed to Big D.
3: This is why you do what you do and you play the game that's got you there because the Cowboys, especially with Zeke, they love to grind down the tempo and play a lot of advantage in the time of possession. You want to avoid Aaron Rodgers doing Aaron Rodgers things, keep him off the field as much as possible. That's step one.
5: Now, Rachel, I haven't really heard your take on this game, so I'm wondering, what do you think is going to be the deciding factor in it?
4: Um, honestly, I don't know. I think there's a couple things. I think looking at it on Green Bay's side, it's how can they get the ball rolling on offense, whether it be – like, literally rolling, like, on the ground or rolling as in throwing in the air. Um, And for Dallas, I mean, how can they stop the Aaron Rodgers magic? And for Green Bay, for their defense, how can they stop Dak and um, Ezekiel Elliott? Like, I don't know. I think there's a lot of factors in this game. Personally, Uh, my hatred for the Dallas Cowboys is very clear. And so I would like nothing more than to see a Green Bay trip to the NFC championship game. So hopefully something good can come out of, you know, if Jordy Nelson can't play, somebody can step up. I mean, I really don't know. I think this is one of those games that's going to be like so up in the air and so like undecided. Like I- I've read a lot of articles. Well, the Cowboys are going to win because they have Zach, uh, not Zach, Dak.
5: Slayer, okay? I, I
4: have Zach. a brother. Hey, have called?
5: Okay, I have a brother named Zach.
4: There, so... I have a brother named Zach, so I get I get tripped up all the time. Fair enough. But I think I think it's just this game is so up in the air that. You know, anything can happen. I mean, I don't wish injury on any player except for somebody with the initials TB. But, you know, somebody could get injured. Like, Dallas could lose somebody. That could crumble. You know, Green Bay could lose somebody. I don't know. Like, there's so many things that could just happen in this game that, I mean, I think it'll be an interesting game to watch. I think it's the more interesting game. And I don't think it would have been as interesting If the Giants moved on, granted, yes, the Giants did. The Cowboys... I I
5: mean, Giants, you've got the storyline written there. It's the trilogy. If the Giants win, they're one step closer to the bigger trilogy. Yeah. If the Cowboys win, they avenge their only losses of the season.
4: Yeah, I mean, I just don't... I mean, yeah, that's basically the only storyline. I really don't see that. That would have been exciting. I think Green Bay... (laughs)
5: Uh, You're you're forgetting how much we would be hearing about it nonstop on ESPN if that was the case.
4: Well, I mean, I don't know about that because everybody is just loving talking about Odell Beckham throwing one of his famous temper tantrums, so I mean...
5: Well, yeah, that's because he lost.
4: Ugh, don't get me started. Okay, Even if he won, they would
1: have been reporting the temper tantrum.
3: Proof. I mean, huddling around a hole in the wall? Give me a damn break.
2: Hey, no, I think the- it is. I think it is because they lost the game. I feel like if they won the game. He wouldn't have put his head through the wall. Well, oh, yeah. exactly.
4: It just reminded me. Okay, I, I, I'm sorry, but I had I have to go here. Uh, apologies to my friend Danny Beck, who is a. Uh, who is a Giants fan, but all I thought of when that happened was the one episode of Jersey Shore that I ever watched when the situation bashed his head through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I thought
5: of. But here's oh guy. my this this guy's guy been hearing all week, oh, he doesn't care about football enough. And then of course, after the whole banana boat, because I'm just going to call anything that happens on a boat in Miami from now on the banana boat because of that amazing picture from the NBA offseason a couple years ago. But, I mean, that's just pure frustration and passion that was coming out. I don't blame him. Obviously, he's got to get better at handling his emotions, but he's also the same age as me, and I can say from just knowledge of myself, I wouldn't react much better in that situation. I probably would have been cussing people out and trying to do a lot of shotguns in the...
3: So, Josh, tying in that reference, are you saying that you're really saying the Giants went fishing a week early? What? <laughs> wow, I, that was like I, the I, perfect setup I, I, joke. Wow, I, I, wow, I, I, I am disappointed.
5: Was, you know me; I'm not. I don't go for the cheesy jokes. You, you
3: know was that a I'm cheesy talking. joke that was a whole big NBA season TNT Charles Barkley with the hat. They do it every Jamerson. year. I know Shame that it's on me. cheesy. Heretic. It's very cheesy. <laughs> I love it, but it's cheesy. Hey, cheesy enough that they made t-shirts out of it one year with the Mavericks. Thank you very much. Well, that's also because the
5: Mavericks had the MVP and he got awarded the MVP trophy after his team got eliminated. Yep. That was oh, sad. Man. Please don't remind me.
9: <laughs>
5: hey, you... You got a title out of that the next year, so. True.
1: Wait, was that lost the next part. year? I thought that was 2007.
3: Anyway. It was. Uh, my bad. I'm lost. Anyway. I, I can't
5: do math, as you can tell. That's why I'm, <laughs> That's
3: why I'm here.
1: <laughs> I, I will say this. Since the last time that the Cowboys and Packers have met each other, the Cowboys defense has improved a heck of a lot since then. Uh, and they get more Claiborne back, so
2: yes, that is a th- huge addition to the Cowboys.
1: If, if there's ever a time for them to actually be at full strength and be, uh, you know, eh, being able to stop that Rodgers magic, it would be here at home, where the Packers have not played as well when they're
5: away from Lambeau as th- as they do when they're at Lambeau. Right. So right. Now, Stephen, I've got one last question for you and I know you probably do not want to hear this because it is one of the most hot-ticky things that's been going around the t- Sports Talk Center, but if you're down a touchdown with two minutes left, do you put Tony Romo in?
2: I'm not putting Tony Romo in if we're down 50. I'm not, I'm not so putting in no one.
5: circumstance, you put Tony Romo in?
2: Nope.
5: With your season on the line?
2: Nope.
5: Steven's just what a Romo you... hater, so it's okay.
2: I'm not a hater. What are the thoughts? I think Dak no, gives know us that. a better chance of winning in the playoffs than Romo does. That's all. Yeah, no, but I've... if you're down by
3: that much, you would really prefer if Mark you're down,
1: If you're down, like, at least 17 or something, you got to think about it.
3: Mark Sanchez.
5: That, or, like I said. Okay, yes, Mark Steve Sanchez. Mark Sanchez, <laughs> Sanchez. Yeah. <standing> Philadelphia? <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> this is all I'm saying. You got two minutes left. Got to drive down the field. Are you giving it to the rookie, or are you giving it to your future Hall of Famer who's backup?
2: I'm giving it to my rookie.
5: Bold choice. I can respect it.
2: There we go. So at the end of the day, I would, I would be shocked if the Packers won this game. I think my Cowboys will come out with the win and host the NFC title game for the first time since 1995.
5: And lose that title game.
2: We'll get into that next week.
5: I, I also think that you guys are going to go to the title game, as I alluded, and lose the following week. But yeah, it will cap off a great season that nobody could have predicted. Because if you said that Tony Romo was going to win 10 games, I can only imagine how Eric uh, Steven would have tried to drown those sorrows.
3: To quote a shockingly great lyricist when they have their moments, hold up, hold up, we them boys. Cowboys are going to take it.
5: Did you really say that Wiz Khalifa is a great lyricist? (laughs) <laughs> when he has his moments, I'm not I'm saying all the two, time. I have jersey in my closet. Even I don't think he's a great lyricist. He's one of my favorite rappers.
3: As I said, when he has his moments, I am not saying on any remotely consistent basis, but when he's on it, he's on it. He's hold up, hold up, hold up. We them boys
5: is great lyric.
3: Yeah, I'm not saying but it's one of the finest moments but it was a hell of a nice segue <laughs> in this situation Aaron, Aaron, I'm not that earned some a points to me a
7: podcast, that's a good one I
5: just <laughs> throw that out
3: there not to mention have you heard that mashup with the thrill of walking on a dream my god that's one of my favorites
4: so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Dream
3: Bay
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the
1: cowboys you know they. y'all can sing the song if you want to
6: <laughs> I'll tell you what. I didn't think for these entire like 2 hours I would back Josh up with anything. But, that being said, last year in what was the divisional round, Aaron Rodgers ends regulation against the Cardinals doing what? Throwing a Hail Mary. And then after the point after, what happened next? You guys
2: remember? 75 yards, Slerfish Fitzgerald, down to before the that, four that, before, yard that,
6: before that before that before that. The coin didn't flip. Oh,
2: right. you remember that?
0: See, Josh, yes, do was, remember right. That.
6: Josh, Josh <laughs> was right about Aaron Aaron Rodgers having like this creepy aura, this voodoo doll essence about him in the playoffs. The man can do scary things, and uh, Green Bay is the hot team, and I think that the playoffs are not about who's the best team. The playoffs are the teams that win the playoffs are about if, who's the hottest team.
5: And the best player, and even though the Packers are by far the inferior team, They've got the best player on the field, and that's a scary thought.
3: Does anybody know how expensive shamans are in Dallas? I may have to make some phone calls.
5: Eric, Eric, this is what you do. You hop on a plane, let your hair grow wild, and just wander in front of Jerry World until Jerry Jones thinks that you're a shaman and throws money at you.
3: Well, he's got one of those things down. Well, you know what? Since I do have Native American blood, I am going to try that. I just need to get a plane ticket out there. Hmm. <laughs> Make them good, wampum. Hmm.
2: Well, we wish we wish Eric the best of luck getting down to Jerry's World of Wild Hair. Jordan, thank you for joining us this week. I'll be back with us next week. Thank you for listening to this latest episode of the Football Five, alongside Josh Laurie, Eric Watkins, Rich McGregor, Jordan Palacio, Sean. Thank you for joining us as well. I'm Stephen Er. Enjoy the Divisional Weekend. We'll be back next week to, to preview and the NFC and AFC Championship Games.
0: The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit w2mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.